What is going on, everybody? It's time to see back in for another episode of Fut Live, and today is just Felix and I, as Joey is still dealing with the loss of his uh, account. Probably shouldn't have laughed when I said that, but um, with the loss of his uh, FIFA account, so put justice for Joey uh, on Twitter, hashtag justice for Joey, um, so he knows he gets his FIFA account back, but he's been kind of out of FIFA, so he hasn't been, didn't really want to be on the podcast because he doesn't really have much in- input, so it's just Felix and I today, though, but it's going to be a jam-packed episode as Future Stars just came out. Uh, I think both... I don't want to speak for Felix, really, but we both were kind of playing the game less, I think, in the past month, which we kind of came across in the last podcast we did. But I, I, I know Felix has been playing a lot of Weekend League, uh, and then I actually recently have been getting back into playing FIFA a little bit. So definitely talk about Future Stars as a good promo. So with that, Felix, how is Weekend League going for you? I mean, I did see the Nint- Nintendo Switch, so it's probably not going great, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not been that bad, to be honest. Um, we didn't talk about the last Weekend League either, did we? Did we just get into that or just talk yeah about you it? can talk about i obviously i didn't play last weekend but if you want to talk about your last two just how it went and what's been different about uh, the game. well the one before the last one don't even remember uh i guess just the average elite to finish then nothing out of the ordinary um the last one i finished 26 and 4 with that i was really frustrated man because i, th- I thought i was playing really 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 good fifa i just had the the misfortune of matching the usual two pro players and then I missed out on Elite One in penalties in my second to last game, which was definitely a game I I have to win. I, I missed a couple of easy chances and right at the start where his keeper made one to saves and I hit the post and then I, I kind of started panicking a bit and bottled a few chances and ended up losing on pens. So that sucked. Um, this weekend started off good as well. Um, I went 10-0, and played a monthly top 100 player from December in my ninth game and I beat him and then I got on this morning at like 11 a.m. or something played my first game straight away verified player as my opponent and I just could not move it was it was terrible man um th- they've been having server issues on Friday uh, where people got disconnects and such um I played later that night and the gameplay was really really nice to be honest I didn't struggle with with delay or heaviness or anything and then I get on this morning and I like I'm, I'm stuck in mud man uh there's nothing I could do. I lost that game to that guy. He he's just too good for me to keep up with in in that sort of gameplay. Maybe if it were, if it was better, might have given him a game. Might have still lost because he was really good. But um, yeah, then I restart on my console, went into another game, and it was the same trash. I won that one because the the guy I played wasn't very good. So I'm eleven and one right now. And then I got uh, a little bit pissed off at the gameplay to say the least because usually I don't get um, those sort of problems early on in the day, like before noon, usually the gameplay is quite nice. So I just drove to the store, bought myself a Nintendo Switch <laughs> with Mario Kart and Pokemon, which by the way, was not like the kind of impulsive decision that it seems to be. I've been thinking about this for, for a few weeks actually. And Yeah, we ta- I think we talked about it like a month ago. That's why we talked about the Switch like a month ago. Yeah, when, way back when the new, I say new, it's been a while now, but when uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield came out, I was thinking about getting one and for some reason, I was, I was just bored the other day, was looking on, on Twitch at Mario Kart streams, and th- that was kind of the final nail on the coffin in my decision <laughs> to to go and buy it, basically, and I, I just did that today. And yeah, I'm really I've... happy. With that. I've been playing Mario Kart and Pokemon all afternoon, and it's been fucking brilliant, man. It's been, <laughs> oh, it's been so good. That, that's no, kind of what I've been doing as well. No I, I I stopped playing FIFA a little bit. Um two weeks two weeks ago yeah so it was right after our last podcast that we did it's like two weeks ago. I, I i didn't play fifa the entire week i i've been playing a lot of call of duty and then pokemon i was talking about pokemon as well i uh re-downloaded all the um the emulators for the computer um and been playing on that as well uh just, never just had playing random rom hacks and stuff like that that people have designed and made which is crazy because they're like better than the actual game themselves um, Some of them are really good. Um, we're talking in the Discord as well. Flora Sky is one I remember. Um, that's one of the best ones. Glazed is yeah, a really I'm, good I'm one. I played on my phone, but I just hate playing those games on my phone. I don't know why. It just yeah, I'm I'm the same. Like phone. One iPhones can't even really do it, but um, they're not very fun on the phone. But that's a little off topic of Pokemon. But that's kind of like what we've been doing, which is why last week we I, I mean we had time and we were going to record as well. But then I feel like we're all just like not really interested in talking about FIFA, but. Well, one thing I forgot to mention in, in terms of the, the weekend leagues, I brought in Cristiano Ronaldo's Team of the Year card last weekend, and he is honestly just so fun to use, man. It's, I don't know if he's better than any other Team of the Year Ronaldo version I've ever used, or if it's just the fact that I've got him way earlier in the game 
than ever before. Usually, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've got him around the team of the season period. I remember in FIFA 18, um, was it 18? 18 was World Cup year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, when the World Cup mode came and everything crashed, I, I picked him up for like 2 million during that uh, time. And last year, it must have been, it was just before the Premier League team of the season, actually, I remember, because he, he went from 6 million to 8 after that. And uh, yeah, I bought him for 5.5 million coins, which is a lot of cash. But honestly, man, I think he's worth every single coin and more. He scored for me so far in 42 games, all in weekend league. He's got 54 goals and 20 assists. I've never had in, in this game, never had a positive goal to game ratio with any attacker I've used. He's just insane, man. He's so good. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched your streams last weekend. I was in there for a while and he was just like, the goals he was scoring. I remember it's specifically the, uh, the, the, yeah. the pace and the agility on him as well. Yeah, he, yeah, I think he did. What was it? I forget what it was. It wasn't the drag back, but he like, looked like, yeah, and then he got that huge burst of speed and then finished like top corner outside the foot. I was like, okay, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he looks like a G code. But uh, speaking of new players, uh, Fut Future Stars came out first team plus um, objectives and all that stuff. And on top of it, the new season as well. So we got all those new players. Um, and I know like a lot of people looking forward to Fut Future Stars and. It's one of my favorite promos as well because it just gives cool cards to maybe players that haven't been used yet. And then obviously it's based on like potential in the future, which is always cool. I think that's really, like a really cool one. Um, and the team looks insane. I mean, I know the first thing before we get into it is that they didn't upgrade all the weak. They upgraded, but didn't like really upgrade like weak foot and skill moves to players. Like Martinelli was two star, two star, and he went to three star, three star. So it's an upgrade, but it's still really not usable. Um, and then just. <laughs> And then, like, individual stats, I'll just stick with Martinelli because I know him, but uh, I believe it's, yeah, his reactions is 64 and his composure is 60. I don't so, understand uh, why they do that. Like, yeah, it's like, the, while... The problem is, well, I do understand, actually, because they don't select the stats manually. I think they follow yeah. an algorithm or something, and they it can't is, do it yeah. manually. And I so, like, his, his pace stat on his face card went up from 85 to 95, and, like, both his acceleration and dribbling went up 10. Um... So like that's the way it works. It's like they uh, AJ three had like a really good example because he figured he asked uh, I believe uh, when EA play or whatever one of the first events that they're at maybe in Germany um, and it's like almost like a slider. So like if you pull up the slider, it's like all the stats come with it as a certain percent. Maybe not all the same amount because like his reactions only went up thirteen when yeah, his when you... agility went up twenty, but it's because agility moves up faster than reactions or something like that. Yeah, I think it's to do with the weighting of the stats as well because uh, when you calculate the face card stat from the uh, in-game stats not everyone not every stat has the same weight if that makes sense um, yeah so they want pace... they knew they want to bring up shooting by 26 which is crazy to say but they brought up shooting by 26 it's not like every stat in shooting went up by 26 some went up by 27 yeah. some went up by 24 um so they don't they can't manually just pick which is one of the craziest things but like they manually can't I pick think like his, sad. his dribbling would have to be like 99 for him to get have good composure and reactions because his base card is so low like 48 composure on his base card um they would have to bump it up to 99 it'd still only be like 74 composure probably something like that so it's like it's not i, I get yeah like you said i get why they don't do it but like they also try, find it's a probably way. just a, a matter of saving them some time when they do these um, I, d- I yeah, don't know how much time it would take stats. to do it manually for every card when they get upgraded. But when you think about it, how many upgrades are there? There's Team of the Week every week, and then there's promo teams. Mm-hmm. It's, well, winter upgrades, I suppose, are a thing as well, which is going to be soon. But surely it can't be, it can't be too much to ask. I think it's the, te- the tech behind it is that we'd see a ton of inconsistencies. Because I don't know if you guys even, or if you saw this week anyways, Inform Ilicic his inform card had stats that were different than his red red card. So if you packed his red card, it was actually better than his inform. Um, the dribbling I, I don't understand why, why that is, by the way. That yeah, I, I don't either, which is why I think I, that's... I, that what, I mean, I think if they could in, upgrade these individually, they would. But I feel like there's probably something with the algorithm, like you said, or the tech behind it that would throw off the stats and cause all these inconsistencies, which is sad to see because well, I, like, I can't, Martinelli's I can't, like 800... Sick. How much is he now? Yeah, he's still 800k on Xbox, 768 on PS4, and he's just not usable because he's three star, three star with low reactions and composure. How is he 800k? Fucking hell. Yeah, it's because he's 90 overall, I guess maybe, and that he's hype yeah, well, because he's Brazilian and Arsenal and all that stuff. But I mean, there are some gems in there too, like uh, that right back from Real Betis. Yeah, that uh, Brazilian guy. Uh, he looks he very good, very fast, very strong. Um, Max Aaron's as well. Um, mm-hmm. The Norwich. Right back. Yeah, Both people right like back. people like his player, young player of the year card. So I can only imagine that people like his uh, 
um, this card as well. And then I think, well, I'll save the, the best part, I think, for last. But the new season came out, and we got... I like how they've been doing it now. They bumped it back up to 30 levels, longer season. But at level 15, they have decent. They have cards with good upgrades and then higher upgrades for level 30. I still think that they should be a little better. I mean, looking at some of them compared to some of the future star cards, it's like uh, they're already worse. Like, the 85 cards are like almost useless. But um, some fun cards, El Shirawe, Yamaguchi, and then Kalu. That Kalu's pacey. I mean, El Shirawe, does he still have good skill moves or no? Did they bump? Oh, no, he's, yeah, he's five star, three star. Not too bad. Decent pace, good dribbling, all that stuff. So, like, he's kind of like a fun card. I think that's what a lot of people will select is that El Shirawe. And then, of course, you got actually usable cards at the end. Um, if you can get, if you can grind to level 30 in the season, you have Akanji, Milinkovic, Savage, and Kovacic, which I think are all good cards. It's, Bundesliga was severely lacking, like, a good center back. Mm. Um, and Akanji kind of fills that role. He's got low acceleration, but he's got... We well, can boost um, that with a decent, decent agility and balance for a center back i mean not great but he's in the 70s um that's that's more than enough for a center yeah high strength he's got only 78 stamina but center backs again not crazy important um but and then just good he's got 88 defending i mean it's it's good enough um so severely lacking there and then you get some center mids from syria and premier league and kovacic card actually looks pretty nasty too so it's worth the grind individual sets if i'm honest yeah, I, I saw the face card, and then I was just kind of looking at some of the individual ones now. But, I mean, Kovic very, very high dribbling, decent-ish pace for a center mid, I guess. Um, but you could really probably play him as, like, a ball-winning like CD, uh, CDM with the dribbling and passing. Um, just like a like a deep-lying center mid. Almost how people have been using Frankie Dion. Mm. Potentially. Yeah, uh, that's what it looks like. Looking quickly at his stats. But, uh, yeah, there's some really fun ones. Have you decided which ones you'd, you'd choose? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, I don't know about the mid ones. I don't really care. I guess El Shirawe I mean, is fun. Th- those are the ones I do know, actually, because uh, I'm going for Yamaguchi there. Yeah, because you so have we, the we've Japanese got the, every year. We've got two Japanese centre-backs from obje- objectives. One, I've I've got the Tomiyasu one, who you got mm-hmm. from levelling up, and then there's Shoji, where you'd need to grind rivals with weird teams, so I've not even started doing that. But it would be cool if you had like that as a triangle, wouldn't it? Yeah. I think that would be fun. And I know for sure Kanji as the centre-back as well. Um, would be the option yeah, well, I go with. A kanji I would pick if I if I got to level thirty, which I don't think will happen. I mean, I'm already level fourteen or something like that, or thirteen. I don't remember where we Jeez. left off last night. It's Pretty super easy. Uh, I only I, I literally have only played squad battles. So I played six squad battles games to get to yeah, level well, thirty. I, I don't really bother with the with the objectives to be honest, because it, 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 the one thing that annoys me with them, and we've been through this so many times, but it's just the fact that it's tied to a certain game mode. Because yes. I, I don't want to play rivals with with teams that I don't want to use in rivals. Because I I like to use it as a practice arena, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. If EA you're taking the game seriously, you can't use rivals to do these objectives. It's just sad because EA screw over pretty much everyone who does these. Well, maybe not the ones in in the lower divisions, but as soon as you get in the higher divisions, people want to practice there, and then you mix these people with the ones that want to complete the objectives, and nobody ends up getting what they want because the people that want to practice face the people with the weird objectives teams, so they don't get good practice because they just they just can't keep up with with some weird cards in there, and the people doing objectives get screwed over because they face people with their mega teams. Yep. We don't care about objectives and just want to sweat it out. So Yeah, and then it's like you're almost forcing people to like relegate themselves to just come against... It's, it, at worst case, if it's their best team, at least they're going to be worse than you is the, the thought, I guess, in relegating yourself, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then if you're not trying to like do what you're doing and trying to use it as a practice arena, uh, one other card in the chat was the Dominguez card from the Serie A center mid. I don't know if you've seen him, but he has 99 jumping, 99 stamina, 99 aggression, 99 stand tackle, 99 sliding tackle with He's 88 acceleration, 82 sprint speed, uh, 97 short passing as well. So he'd be a is hell of a CDM. Is that not another car that gets screwed over by composure and reactions? Yeah, it, 64, does, it is. Yeah. 64 composure, 78 reactions. Yeah. Other, but as a CDM, that, I think he could... That is a mental card. Yeah. I think he's a usable C- I mean, there's a reason why he's 400k. Um... He's a usable CDM. Four-star weak foot, too, as a CDM. Again, that's good. Pass both feet. And then three-star skills is just enough as a CDM. I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't need the, the elasticos and, and man yeah. skill moves as a CDM. It's more for the for the front four, I suppose, or three, whichever formation you play. Um, worth noting the top comment on... Oops, wrong screen. Worth noting on the top comment on Fuppin is that he links to Tamiyasu as well as Stronglink. Oh, yeah, Stronglink, huh? That's pretty sick, to be fair. You could build a fun team with those guys. Yeah. So what, that, that is a prime example of why we need a game mode where you can just 
use these cards because there are some super fun cards in there where you can use these cards without getting punished for it because most of them have got some things wrong in key areas that just make them unusable on a competitive level like the composure being super low if we had a, a daily knockout tournament kind of game mode you could just use these and, and have fun with them and not really care too much if well there should be a reward on the line like it's fun to play for something but it's not yeah. like the kind of level you play to in weekend league or yeah, almost rivals like... if, if you want to practice weekend league where you get the in theory best rewards um the reality is a bit different sometimes um, yeah, yeah, yeah i think we've seen that but it just it would just be fun to be able to play for a little something doesn't have to be anything crazy but just a place where it's a little bit more casual and not this super competitive setting where you could use these players and just have fun with them martinelli as well he, he'd be fun to use he's three star three star he's got shit composure and reactions but he would be fun to use in a team just yeah exactly you're just gonna suffer and that sucks yeah, and then um, yeah, what yeah, so it's the kind of thing. So the, what we kind of got off a tangent there, but the other player I was looking for is definitely a kanji. If I do get to level thirty, it will be a kanji. Um, and then because also on the fact that today they just released um, player moments Davies as well as left back Alfonso Davies from Bayern, I think um, it's actually a great card. Former sure. future star himself, so obviously that's probably why they did that. Um, the do reason they why they released him now. The SPC menu, do they not save what you go for? It says they, know, yeah, they would. Saying, celebrating his amazing run and assist against Freiburg. Wow, that's what we give in moments for EA, really. I it's, mean... it's so funny the random stuff that they give him for. <laughs> it's just, yeah, like, was like Rem was so bad, but it's like a good card or something like that. Can we get a moments Phil Jones for when he fell on his face or something? <laughs> I guess so, but uh, but yeah, he looks great. I, I mean, I, pace, I like it. Good stamina, strength. Uh, you'd have to bump up the defending, but he's got already good because he's because he's a former attacker, he's got decent attacking and dribbling. Uh, passing, I mean, passing and dribbling stats. So, like, that's gonna be a fun one. 120k is a lot, but again, once you get him, you're really not gonna upgrade him till tots, anyways. And there's unless, and if you did the Futmus Rusilion, uh, obviously you wouldn't probably do this, but also does get the strong link if you're into Lua as much as I am. Uh, that's always a good addition. Any strong link to Lua is welcome. I like the card. I like the look. Yeah, of and now with it's the economy over thirty two, uh, you can you can softly. Like he's, he's got fantastic dribbling stats, which is something I always rate. Um, on fullbacks, the four star mm -hmm. skill moves are nice as well. A little bit low again on composure and reactions, but it's not the biggest issue. Um, yeah. Especially in, in the fullback position, which is arguably the least influential on the entire pitch. But that, that card looks good, man. I like it a lot. Yeah. And then the last piece of FUT Future, uh, FUT Future Squads, Future Stars, um, is the my favorite piece. Um, something I've been, we, we've been asking for as a community for a while if they could do this. <coughs> Is and actually something you came up with the the tokens. I think one of the first episodes this year uh, for FIFA 20 um, is the Martin Odegaard. You, every, everyone, if you do the first objective, you get an 80 overall right wing uh, Martin Odegaard. You have to use him in like any fuck game mode and to upgrade him to his 84. And then if you do that to get finish his objectives, you get his 84 center mid. Um, and then you go on to rivals with that center mid if you score or assist. I think there's some other objective. Um, you get an 85 overall, which is just a little bit of boost, but it also adds. <laughs> three stars to his weak foot i believe it is weak foot uh yes he has five star skills already and then two star weak foot but then they upgrade his weak foot to uh three stars and and five stars so he's five star three star now and 85 and then if you use that 85 you then get an 87 that look eight cam that just looks very very good i mean still three star weak foot which is kind of tough um but still five star skills so you can rip around that elastico uh, i think this is uh a bit of a controversial one actually um I already feel bad for for like being a killjoy essentially, but the the idea is there. I'll say that I like mm -hmm. the idea that you can do different objectives to get better versions of a card. Um, I've seen the Panthers say this on Twitter as well, so I'm not alone with that opinion. It's not really upgrading a card; you just get different versions of him for doing different things with the other version, which I guess is not too bad. Yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't mind that. That's that's all right with me. The thing I don't like is you get you get these low rated versions of the card. You get the 80, 84, 85 rated versions and then the 87 rated version. If that is a normal objective, they just put the 87 rated card in there and let you grind for it. Like Headliner's Player, for example, was one of mm -hmm. them. It's the first, yeah. probably the only one I can think of off the top of my head where you could just grind for the card with a decent rating. They could have done this with Odegaard as well. But now, now you get the 80, 84, 85 rated cards, which are just 
kind of kind of low rated, kind of trash, if I'm honest. And the amount of effort you have to put in to acquire the the 87 rated card is just immense. I think it's 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 really misleading to call this an upgrade because it's just grinding your ass off to get a card that was basically on the same level um, as cards that have been in objectives previously, just like that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I think that's I think that's where I see the issue is is it starts at an 80 and then the best versions at 87. This is like an 89 and he's on pace with other star cards because he's like worse than all the other future star cards too yeah um, it's if kind he was of a on fake pace, upgrade in my opinion it's, yeah it's he was 89 upgrade. 89 maybe just 90 but like maybe not crazy 90 um or if he was like 88 rated but could get to the four star weak foot as well um so like actually giving him a boost where he's usable if the final card is better than or at least the same level as the other cards in the team that you have to pay a ton of coins for or pack um then i think it's worth it but yeah i, I can see what you're saying is that um, the end card really isn't even better than cards we've already gotten in objectives, yeah. which I, which does make sense. But the only thing I'll say is that the reason I like this going forward is that um, if you so, so say say it's a ninety overall card, the best one, and that eighty five gets bumped up to this eighty seven or whatever. If you want to stop at the eighty seven because you're like, uh, it's it's a usable card, I can fit it into my team, and I just want to use them. You can stop at you can stop at any point, and you'll still have a good yeah. better version than when you started. Um, and then you maybe not you reward p- people for playing more by getting a better version of the card. But you're not also preventing people from getting like, a, if if someone's like an Odegaard fan, they can at least get to the 84 pretty easily, and at least he's an upgrade on like his inf- he has an 82 inform, he's an upgrade on his inform, and you've done l- minimal amounts of work. But and if you do have the time to push forward, you can still get that 87 if you want to. I think I think it's really good going forward. But yeah, I think they need that final version has to be on par with like whatever yeah. promos out of the. Time. I I would agree with that. I think it's uh, the right idea we're on the right track with those just refine it a little bit because it's just not good enough for the amount of time you have to put in yeah because with the three-star weak foot and then some of his stats i mean his some of the stats are crazy but he's got very low physicality good stamina but like very low physicality not great shooting uh only 80 finishing good passing decent pace very good dribbling but like outside of that like he's mid-tier if not lower tier of future stars as a whole so you're grinding for that long to get to the uh, mid-tier player that I mean, let's let's we talk about that. Dominguez this is four hundred k. It's like four hundred k at this point in FIFA is not that much. If you're if you're if you're someone that can grind for an eighty seven Odegaard, you can grind four hundred k for uh, Dominguez or a Mount's probably expensive, but um, actually Mount's four hundred k as well. So like, and that Mount card is probably just as good. I mean, looking at the stats, it's very comparable. And he's he's only got three star skills though, but he's got four star weak foot. It's like if you want to prioritize that, I, I know what you're saying. I think. I think they they maybe picked not maybe not the wrong player, but didn't give the upgrades. Like it should have been maybe like the base card is the eighty two, but may, I think they just didn't want to ruin the informs value as well. But the eighty two oh, as, as if the informs card has got any value though. Yeah, to be it's just prime SBC fodder. And it's a right for, and the the, and the base card is a right wing too, so they could have just made an eighty two right wing. Yeah. Um. Then like an eighty five, an eighty seven, then then eighty nine. I, I, I really like the concept. Too. I really like the concept. They just have to be a bit more, a bit more generous, is what I want to say. Yeah, and and I think utilizing the upgrading the skills in weak foot too is good, yeah. especially for these cards Which like Martinelli I, I or. I love that they're doing this now. They've done it with uh, Foot Masanti Cazorla. They've done it with Martinelli with Odegaard as well. Please yeah. more of that. Uh, that's yeah. brilliant. I think. To be fair, if they actually made Martinelli the Odegaard card, and then this ninety overall was the same, but it was four star, four star. Oh, insane! Insane. I mean, that would that would have smashed out of the park. I mean, maybe it's a too insane of a player, like to put an objective that's like because it's outside of um, being high in rivals. Like, it's pretty easy to complete all the objectives. I know it's a lot, but they're not very hard. Yeah. Like I said, I played yeah, six the, games. The, the and ones, I have the ones in rivals, but th- that wouldn't be a problem if you had just more upgrades to to play for, and you would just ignore the say say the highest rated version is ninety, and there's two or three tokens. Let's just call it tokens that you. That you get through rivals, you could just say, "Oh, sod that! I'm I'm gonna do the ones in squad battles, online singles, and all that stuff." Yeah, let's go for those I, and stop. So I think the concept there, and we've been asking for this exact concept for a while. So I'm very happy they're trying it out. And like everything, it's yeah. the first one, so I really am not gonna be too upset about it. It's the first one they've tried. I think, like you said, they got it wrong in terms of maybe the finals. The final 87 isn't good enough um to be at the level to grind for especially because like we said like it, while doing it you're also grinding level 30 and in level 30 is a much savage that's better than <coughs> it and stuff like that so it's like i think maybe they got that wrong but i'm very happy i think it's a very good start and they just need it it's like everything they just need to keep it going and keep improving it slowly um i'm very excited for what i don't know what promo would be next but 
um, to see what that objective will. And I think they might be doing another future star player as well, similar to Odegaard. Because um, we obviously have the second, we have the second a, team coming a, out. Yeah, second team. So I assume they'd be coming out with a second objective as well. I, I actually think the second team is going to be more stacked than this one. Because I, I reckon uh, Erling Haaland has to be in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Lautaro Martinez, for example, is another one. There's a lot of cards they could get. I hope for uh, St. Maximan. I like Newcastle. Um, is, he, is he young enough? I didn't even know he's that young. Is, is he like 21? Wow. I, yeah, I didn't, he, I didn't he, know he got that. One, he got one last year uh, via an SBC and objective combination. Oh, yes. Yep. Um, it says on Footbin his age. 22. Yeah. 22. He turns 23 yeah, in March. Yeah. Um, but still, he saw, that still qualifies. But I just saw Greenwood's 1.5 million almost. Which is Fuck crazy. You know. I mean, he looks insane. Three star, only three star skills, but five star weak foot. Very good pace. Very good finishing, shooting, whatever. Um, randomly 98 heading accuracy, which doesn't matter. But um, and then good dribbling as well. So, if he played for like Southampton or something, no disrespect to them, he'd be a lot cheaper because I think the the Man I think United... you have to just take him out the prem. If he played for Syria, yeah. he'd be like 1.1 or just like under a million. I, I think if he just didn't play for one of the super big clubs in the Prem, he'd be cheaper as well because the Man United fans mm-hmm. just they want this card. They, they yeah. hype him up so much on Twitter. I see it all the time. Oh, Greenwood, it's like yeah. it's like he's the next Jesus or something. <laughs> he is very good, but yeah, uh, he, he is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that, but that just adds to the hype because they're fans of this club, fans of this of this player. Basically, if he plays, like, yeah, I mean, same with Premier League, as well. immediately that takes off the price. Yeah, that's why. I mean, that's why Martinelli is. is still, <laughs> even though we talked about how he's missing a lot of stuff and not very good, he's still 800k. Yeah. Um, that Greenwood, literally, the only thing I don't like about this card is the three star skills. The rest is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. If you if he's five star, four star. Oh, honestly, I, I would consider trying. I, I can't get him in my team. Otherwise, I probably would because he looks fantastic. Yeah, there's some, there's some really fun cards. Even that uh, Lissandra Martinez from Ajax looks incredible too. I think a lot of people want it to be a center back because of the air Eredivisie center backs lacking, but um, just like an incredible card as a CDM anyways. You'd probably play him <laughs> seven chem back there or whatever, six chem. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so that's what with future stars. I mean, we have a second team coming out. So like you said, it could there's potential for it to be more stacked. There's potential for another objective player. And as always, more player SBCs, whether it's a moment or moments SBC or um, just like a Future Stars SPC as a whole. So, I, I feel like I said, Future Stars is one of my favorite um, promos. Uh, it's just it's it's just always so fun because it's just like I don't know I don't know what it is why it's, it's just one of my random cards. I, I think that's the best part about it is cards yeah. that you wouldn't get those kind of boosts and, and that sort of usability, and it just adds to the pool of usable players. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and I know you well, I, I know you don't like the design, but. Yeah, this year I'm I'm not the biggest fan, but that is. I like, mean, last year's was so good. It's like one of my favorites. Really I mean, it's still if you go to my Twitch, it's still like my design on my backgrounds and stuff like that. My starting screen, stuff like that, is still the feature yeah, starting last uh, year. Um, I mean, I like the coloring. I, I just I love bright colors like that. I just I don't like the smoke or whatever it is behind them. I don't really like the way it's designed, and then I, I've I've just not been a fan of stuff coming. Um, out outside the card, I hate. Yeah, it looks, it almost looks I, bad. I actually like that. I, I, I don't like know. That I don't know what it is. Card. It's like it's all of them. It's not like just future stars. I've noticed it's just like everything yeah, like, it that's had it. Flashback cards, I think, look horrible this year. Oh, um, I think it's. it's I think they look amazing. Really? I, I mean, I like the coloring. Well. I just I don't know the, why. The, it's the just like looks... I think it's just the coloring that I love. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's, it looks so nice. With headliners, you said? Kind of... Yeah, headliners. Yeah, headliners look beautiful. The coloring. Yellow, orange, green. It looks like fire in it. Like actual fire. I love that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan I don't of mind the, the the graphics kind of stuff coming out of the card. The the thing I, I most dislike about the the few is it yeah future stars. I got really confused for a second. The the one thing I really dislike about the design of those cards is the, the combination of that pink and the the kind of yellowy greeny outline or whatever it is. It doesn't really fit together for me. But mm-hmm. I mean, that, that like, is what, the what, what, what's the point in complaining about car design? Is that really the, <laughs> the thing we care about? True. I, I mean, the moments, the, the moments of pieces of cards look beautiful too. I love the green and the greenish blue and yellow. I think that looks really good together. Yeah, that's nice as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't we got off a tangent on just the card design, but I'm very <laughs> excited to see what the future objective, like the next objective, is. See if they build off of Odegaard and make it a better player. Um, if you guys have any predictions, obviously leave it down. Um, below and I guess t- on Twitter. I don't know. I said leave it down below because YouTube video. 
I mean, there is a YouTube video that goes up, but most likely be listening to like on a podcast providing service. So reach out to us on Twitter who you think will get one as well. And if there's someone from your club that would want to get one, um, Shulk already has one. I was going to ask you if Shulk yeah, had yeah, one, but already got one. Uh, that, that was actually the one I would have suggested as well because he's yeah. he's uh, come to the Bundesliga last year and uh, Schalke have bought him in the summer and he's just been great at centre-back. So I, I think deserved, to be honest. He's 19 and he's like the boss in defence. Yeah. I mean, Arsenal got the one I thought with Martinelli. Um, would be cool if they gave like a... To make it interesting, I would be it'd be interesting if they gave uh, Saka a left-back one though. Um, even though he's not really a left back, he's been playing under Arteta as left back. Yeah, and he's a, he's definitely a future star. Like, but have a strong link between him and Martinelli down the left hand side. That'd be fun yeah. as well. And then he's English too, so he'd obviously have all those English strong links as well. And then Prem, but uh, is Prem left back still bad? I always just assume. But left backs, we I feel we've had a lot of cards now that we've had the Davies, we've had Ferland Mendy, Rusilian. Um, we've actually, and then uh, what else is it? Tegli Fico got a headliner card, right? That looks pretty insane. I think so. Yeah. So like we've actually done decent with wingbacks, and then top. I think you mentioned this in your stream last week. Is just that wingbacks are the least important card in your team. Like you can, if you're like a like I, those pro events or the qualifiers where you have to have restrictions, it's always like yeah, that's the lowest exactly. that's what you left see. back and right back. They, they always <laughs> so it's hard to get hype. I've seen people use Van Aanholt and like regular Wan Bissaka and all that stuff. As long as they're decently fast, that is the main thing, and you can get away with them because it's just not the most influential area. Mm-hmm. And crossing is dead, so they don't need to go up forward. Excuse me. The crossing is dead, so they don't have to. It's not like Robertson and it's Trent actually are like worth well, it. Uh, it's kind of a good transition here because there has been a patch um, mm-hmm. the other day. And uh, if you want to get into that, I don't know what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I feel like heading I'm... heading is a bit stronger now. It's still not great, and thank God for that. But it is definitely uh, more of an option now. Um, I've conceded quite a few headers from crosses, especially if it's if it's open headers from relatively close range. Um, that is definitely an option now. Obviously, I've I've got that insane team of the year Ronaldo card, and he just scores the near post corners for fun, basically. Um, it has gotten stronger, I think, but not by too much. I, I don't mind it the way it is right now, so that's okay. I, I just I uh, I'm so forgetful yeah. today. Uh, it's just weird. It's like. I, I also obviously like I like you. I don't want it to be like crazy good because then it's just like you can just blind cross it in like yeah, hundred times a game and eventually age. you'll know you'll eventually score. But I just like I can't sit there and like miss a wide open header. It's insane. Yeah, yeah the, I think the balance there. If it's a wide open header from within ten yards or something, at least put it on target. If if the player has got decent heading accuracy, mm-hmm. um, I don't ask for a goal every single time. Yeah, I don't uh, want to like be able to out jump center backs or anything like that. I just like if if I'm if I'm in position and won the header cleanly i want it to go towards the net like you can you can even like even because like then it makes it makes the potential for like uh bulky strikers that are tall um to be usable because like yes they're not going to go win every header but if they do get the the strong positioning and are out jumping the at least they're putting on targets like there's no point now to cross it in because they're not even going to put on target even if they do win it especially when there's a lot of speed on the ball if you do the near post corners and you just whack it in full power um, what used to happen all the time is they would just kind of scuff the header and just hit it towards the opposing corner flag or something. That's gotten a bit better now, but I don't know. If if it's wide open, just put it at least close to the target. They don't make it go miles wide. That's a bit annoying, but generally I'm I'm just glad heading is not the meta anymore because it's just the oh it, it just takes so little skill. And it's just so random because it's just RNG if you win the aerial battle or not. So I'm I'm glad it's not as strong, but I'm also glad it is a bit better to score those open headers now. That's cool. The I I think it's it's not even that they just said you know what less uh boost heading. We want heading to be stronger. It, I think it comes with the finishing boost because they improved shooting from close range, which I think is really noticeable as well. Um, and I like that because I've been hitting the post way too much. Keepers have made way too many saves from great chances. So uh, it is easier now to score from inside the box, which I really enjoy. It's still not quite as consistent as I'd like it to be. Not in the sense that I, I want every every shot to be a goal, but sometimes the, the, you just inexplicably hit the post. Um, I guess that is the cost that a game that is based on stats comes with. There's always going to be a little bit of RNG, but generally, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy the upgrade and finishing. 
No, I was, I'm the same. I, I, I like I said, I took kind of two weeks off, so it, it, it was hard hard to get back in. But I was playing. It's just like you can definitely just tell, even like playing like squad battle score, like just how well the finishing like is and stuff like that, and how much better it is. Um, as I just wanted to say, as we're on the podcast, but I just saw that uh, we were talking about Holland has to get in the future stars next week. He scored two more today, so. Um, oh, did he score two? I only saw the first one. In the yeah, game, yeah. So. so he has seven in three games, which is crazy. <laughs> just crazy. Um, but, he did. He played like just over ninety minutes as well, or something. Yeah, yeah. He well now he's up to like one hundred and thirty-eight minutes because he started today. Yeah. <laughs> but so what, going into yeah, yeah, the first two games off the bench. He's he he just scores for fun. I don't know what it is about him. Every time I watch him on the ball, I, I can't help but think this guy is bang average of football but he just scores whenever he wants it's amazing has an absolute knack for a striker like a striker ability and then just, he is fast he's, he's i'll say that and he, yeah he finishes everything and then just is always in the right spot it's like sometimes like lua like a lot of people say like lua doesn't score good goals he's always in the spot to score though like he's always yeah, in the right spot the just a striker's thing. instinct the most difficult thing is the positioning yeah I mean, every, not everyone can be Aguero and, and, and like have his like agility and size and ability to finish and then like get through defenders himself. It's like sometimes you just need to be in the right spot to score, which is yes, yeah. it's the the pitch intelligence in a sense. Yeah. but yeah, no, I, I'm very excited for the patch. Uh, I think it's I think it's been good. I mean, obviously we had the issue with the overload ball side, which I think has been patched oh. since then. Um, so it looks a little better. I mean, continuation. I all I see on Twitter um, is pros complaining about how other pros play, um, which is. I mean, makes sense, but I'm also surprised that three years since uh, we've had um, <clears throat> foot champs in general, people are still complaining about the same things. It's like people are playing the way that they win. I mean, hasn't changed. <laughs> people are going to win the game if that's what they're doing competitive. Um, you're going to try to win the game and do whatever you can. But yeah, it seems to be the case that every single game is a drop back, low depth, sit there and just it just try to counter. But it does need a patch. In my it does, opinion, but uh, yeah. It's just it's I, 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 I hate seeing people get mad at other people for playing that way. It's just like you're getting mad at the wrong person. Don't get in mad a, at the person that's In that a sense, back. yes, I, I get what you mean. But on the other hand, I do understand that people get mad at other people for that because th- I just can't relate to why you would play like this. It is entirely unenjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried Overload Ballside to see what it's about and how it works and what happens. I've, I've tried it a couple of games and I just hate to use it. It's so boring. I don't like it at all. Is what what it does is it just clogs the the part of the pitch where the ball is in terms of the the width. If you pair that with um, drop back and one depth, you've literally got a flock of eleven players sitting in and around the box, just completely compressed into one little square. And when you shift sides and wherever you go, they, the entire team will just shift with it and clog the path to goal. And it's so frustrating to play against. I found something that works, by the way. I think this might be really interesting um, for the people listening that have to go through the same as me when their opponent plays drop back one depth and overload ball side. It is just an absolute nuisance to break down and try to play against. Um, it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It is really stressful and it, requires high amounts of concentration because you basically just can't give the ball away because when you give it away you just get counted on nobody enjoys that and it's even harder to keep the ball with the overload ball side on um so obviously um i i think this is kind of common sense and it narrow formations aren't going to work against this very very well especially the the 41212 narrow the 4312 for example you're going to massively struggle with that, except for when you use your full max in attack, which would just create kind of a numbers advantage um, in a sense. If he's got his attackers and comeback on defense as well, you're screwed anyway. Even if you use your full max, he's still got the numbers game on his side. But it is a great option to, to have an outlet to spread the play, which I think is the key factor, and I'll get into that in, a, in just a moment. The biggest problem I see with this setup is when people play this, park the bus, overload ball side tactic. Their intention is to counter-attack. And uh, when you've got your fullbacks up the pitch, you just make yourself super vulnerable to counter-attacks and you get exposed down the wing. You've literally got your two centre-backs back, maybe a CDM, and they just come sprinting at you with their entire team because it's like fast build-up as well in whatever formation they're rocking in. It's just annoying. So what I've been doing is um, try and play a 4-4-2 if my opponent's formation allows it, if you got something that I'm not comfortable 
with playing in the 4-4-2. I kind of do the same thing in the 4-2-3-1. But I'll, I'll just explain it on the 4-4-2 because I think it is the best formation to try and play against overload ball side. And um, it has a couple of key things that you that you can do. So what I do in terms of my custom tactics is um, your defensive depth and width don't really matter that much. You can play a high press to try and win the ball back when he's trying to counter. That works. You can play a, a deep line and try and get the numbers behind the ball when he's countering. Whatever works for you there, what you're most comfortable with, that is definitely not um, a deciding factor in this setup. My attacking side of the custom tactics, I go with... Um, Five width and seven players in the box. You, you could even put the width higher, I suppose. That that would make it even better. Um, I just still want to have a, a decent amount of players in the middle because that is where the goal is, obviously. Um, the player instructions, though, that is the, the key thing. I've got my fullbacks on stay back and because, like I said, I don't want to get countered and overlap. I think that is the first important thing. I've got them on overlap because when I send them forward, I want them to stay wide. Because to break down overload ball side, it is crucial to spread the play as much as possible. Because the, the team is... Imagine this, you've got the ball on your right side of the pitch. His entire team is there. So the space is going to be on the left side of the pitch. So you want to exploit that width, switch the balls. And then um, the centre mids is not that important. I've got them both to cover centre. One of them is on balanced in terms of his attacking. Um, the other one is on stay back, just to offer me a little bit of security. The strikers, one on getting behind and stay forward. The other one on force nine and get forward. I like that force nine, by the way, because uh, it makes a striker just roam around and offer you a lot of passing outlets. I think it's really strong because he pops up in some random areas and is really hard to mark it and press against it. And then the, when that, that when, when he does pop up in a it doesn't matter what area he picks the ball up in, is going to be successful in that area. That Ronaldo? Yeah. Oh, he's not my force nine, though. He's uh, oh, the okay. one on getting behind. I use oh. a team with the Amane on the force nine. Oh, fair enough. I thought you had Ronaldo. The way you're talking about false nine and like getting into random positions, I was like, well, that seems like Ronaldo. Get doesn't matter like midfields, uh, their box, whatever. Final third. He can I mean, get the he'd, ball he'd be amazing there. Yeah, it depends who you've got in attack. Um, usually, mm -hmm. I, I like to have the better dribbler on the false nine role, if that yep. makes sense. Um, the most important thing in this, I think, other than the fullbacks on overlap, is what you what instructions you put on your wide mids, and that is just stay wide. Everything else on default for me, stay wide. Because then you've got that option to just switch the play back and forth. It is a really boring way to play, but you're playing against something that's even more boring. And, you know, the last thing you want is just play into their hands, give the ball away, and get counted on. So you've got to try and, and work the width of the pitch to make his team run back and forth and back and forth. That's what they do. You've got to be quick as well. So what I've been what I've been doing is I've I've got the ball in let's say my right side of the pitch i've got it with my fullback i pass it into the center mid into the winger whatever the important bit here is that i get the ball to the basically to the touch line to the right side i want to play super super wide i've got the ball with my right mid i pass it back to the right back then i immediately do the long switch over to the left back or even the left mid if he's super open you can switch to the left mid immediately when you switch to the left back you can play a driven pass or a through ball down that uh, left wing that you're now on and um, try and get your left mid involved and try and literally just break through on the wing. And that is, I've had decent success with it. I'm not going to lie. It's been decent. His, his team just basically sprints over to the other side of the pitch. So you've, you've got to be fast with those uh, switches and driven passes, but it works really well um, to at least try and keep the ball away from him. So you're definitely going to keep possession like that unless you uh, mess up royally. But yeah, that, that's worked really well for me. You still need to need to stay focused. But just when you spread the play and try and break through on the wing and, uh, you know, remain composed to try and find that swept pass back and score the tap in, that's really strong. You, you just have to try and... But because what happens as well when you pass it back to your fullback is his team pushes out from the back. So there is a little bit of space in behind then. And when you switch across and then have the space in behind, you've beaten both his his overloading in terms of width and his overloading in terms of the depth. And uh, it's been, it's, yeah, it's been really strong for me. I've, I've had decent success with it. It is a boring style to play, like I said. Um, you have to stay focused and super patient, but it does work. It's definitely better than just trying to play ping pong passing through the middle because 
there's so many numbers there, the ball is just going to get blocked and intercepted. So if you want to give that a try, um, let me know how it goes. It's been it's been good for me. I just want to get back. And, so uh, I'm going to be playing some online right today and I'm trying to finish off some of those objectives for Odegaard because I just want to get them. Because I, I, for me, uh, the fun I've, I don't really care about we anymore rivals. So I'm just going to have fun and. I think if the objectives has forced me to use kind of different teams and different players, so it's been kind of fun um, to try them out. So my goal is to um, do Odegaard and then maybe some of the league, not league, the league objective cards. Um, so I'm going to be trying some different formations out. I've been I've been actually liking the four three threes, and then um, I hate the four three threes, man. I don't know. I I, I, I did at the start of the year, and I've been been able to use them a little bit more, but not. They haven't been. I mean, again, I need to I need to get into them more online, but. That, that maybe Joey would be having great success with his four-three-three setups against the overload ball side if he plays them wide. I don't mm. know. Um, I, I don't know his his instructions to be honest because uh, I've I've never used it. So I've I've heard him talk about it, but I just I just can't remember it if I'm not using it. Myself. I was using it for uh, a little bit, but that was right when I kind of stopped playing like weekend league and yeah, stuff like that. So I only had used it for like ten games in weekend league. Bless and him. I, I can bless, see how bless Joey, you, need, you need to have very very good wingers um that can that can kind of because they they stay out wide so much so you have to kind of bring them in yourself and it's yeah, very good it's hard um but it's very solid through the midfield too because you get that three midfielder set up um instead of a lot of formations having two um and then you Joey's, still get the, but you still get the width as well joey's low-key lucky though to get hacked exactly in in that period of time where the game is at his most aids in terms of the meta yeah it's interesting they, um, i i just think it's horrible i'd rather have in terms of a meta, I'd rather have the stupid volleys than this park the bus, even though... Yeah, at like, least it's more... Like, the I saw someone say that, it's a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, it's, it's idiotic, but it's, I think it's even stupider that you could just sit back and press two buttons on the D-pad and then just basically be like an impenetrable wall or something. Like It is horrendous to watch as well for the events. Um, so I hope we do get another gameplay patch that fixes the, these problems mm -hmm. if not then you you just have to you just have to deal with it and you know the, the key to breaking it down i think is with the problem is that you have to go narrow at one point again because like the middle is where the goal is so you basically have to you, you're basically forced to play it down the byline um via the wings and then sweat it back uh yeah i mean i, I just told you about the instructions and the kind of tactics and play style i employ to to try and beat the overload ball side drop back kind of tactics. So if you want to try those, uh, please do. The more tools we tools we find to break this down and to to beat the the meta essentially in that sense, the better it is. I think. Yeah, it's it, it stinks too because it's like the way the meta works. Like you're saying, it, like you preferred the alter not alternatives maybe, but like yeah, the vlob volleys, all that stuff. It's more at least it's more exciting. So like your pro players are pro players. They're good at the game, but like the pro tournaments, I mean, are a snooze fest. And it's not really their it fault because so they're doing what yeah. they have to do to, to win, but it's an absolute snooze fest. I can't even stay. I can't I like fall asleep. You can use it as a bedtime story. Um, <laughs> and it's just so boring to watch, which is I, if they're going to be, they clearly only care about the pro scene now because they haven't yeah. said everything is just rivals, weekend league, everything like that. And then they're pushing the pro scene and it's just not fun to watch at all. Um, it's, so. it's just it's just stupid because there is no real counter to it that is equally effective as the overload ball side kind of stuff is effective in defense. Yeah, while being exciting, like the only way to counter it is kind of also play that like in a way that style and, and yeah, or literally it, just keep the ball out wide and pass it around the back. That's the only thing that works, and you, it's not really countering it; it's just keeping the ball and not not losing it and getting countered yeah. on. You know, it's so hard to score against it. That is a stupid part. There is no real counter to it in attack. No, like, counter to that sort of effectiveness levels. It's crazy that I, I never thought I'd say this, but last year's game had a, literally a minimal skill gap because it was so easy to hit those crosses. The volleys were a little bit harder, but still super easy. Um, Literally, the main difference is that you could just cross it into... A crowded box and it would be entirely down to rng if you would win the header or not for the volleys you at least had to know when you could hit the pass spot the pass essentially know the patterns that would uh, initiate the runs which is uh, what what i did essentially i had this pattern that i played down the right hand side and switched it switched sides towards via the cdms just chipped it into my left attack in mid and then volley at home is what i did last year it's super easy, but you have to know about it. 
you have to know about these these patterns and see the passes. So it does take a literally a tiny little amount of skill. This year, you press two buttons on the D-pad. A fucking trained monkey could do that. <laughs> it takes no skill whatsoever, not in the slightest. Of course, like I mean, you could make the argument and play devil's advocate that you have to know about it as well. But there, once you know about it, there's no skill to it. Once you know about the volleys, you still have to see the passes and find. Yeah, them. I would say the only the skill comes in the patience and the ability to play that way. And in, in a sense, like the only skill involved is the practice <laughs> of, of being patient and knowing maybe when to counterattack. Because it's all well and good that you're like not conceding, but you do have to score that one goal, which, yeah. which I mean, it's not hard to do. But the biggest the biggest <sighs> skill in playing drop back one depth overload ball side is staying awake. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean, like <laughs> being patient. I mean, I'll call it being patient, so it sounds like there's a little bit amount to it, <laughs> a little bit of skill there. But yeah, no, realistically, there's no skill. And, the, and like in said, terms like, of in terms of the meta, last year's game had a better skill group than this year's game, and I think it's crazy that we're saying this. Mm -hmm. in, in terms of a, a football simulation, FIFA 20 is so far superior to FIFA 19 because of all the stupid things we had, the, the ice skating, croquetta spam, the like I said, the volleys and the the crosses. It was just stupidly unrealistic, and this year we've not got uh, those amounts of like you would never see that happen in real life. If that makes sense, this year's game is just super, super boring to play on that competitive level because of because of how broken the the defensive mechanics are, and there is no attacking mechanics to counter it. And but the issue I do, too I is, do um... pray, I pray we get a patch that fixes this this drop back overload crap because it's just infuriating, man. And one of the biggest issues is too, like on on you'll see on Twitter, obviously, like we said, we live in the Twitter bubble, but like following on Twitter, like people saying, like I know a lot of people are saying like nineteen better than twenty, um, and some people disagree, which is fine if you disagree. But then in the comments, you're like, yeah, but at least twenty is realistic. It's like, but we do we really want a a football simulator that's realistic, or do we want one that has a skill? Like if you're pushing competitive, would you rather one that has a skill gap and and that? Uh, maybe not like last year, like you said, the ice skating croquettas and all that stuff. But like, is there isn't there a balance there where it's maybe not realistic, but it's not like like el tornadoes and ice skating and stuff like that. But it's maybe because like realistic is boring. I mean, not that watching football is boring. It's it, it's it, it's obviously fun. We wouldn't be here if if we didn't like watching it. But there's a it's a video game at the end of the day, and I think that there needs yeah. to, it needs to be kind of treated like that and have maybe some either unrealistic as aspects or like aspects that just create a skill gap that maybe aren't sitting back in in, in bo being boring like you said like because like that does happen obviously like burnley or whatever like say i, I always use burnley just because they used to be super sit back defensive. <laughs> it club, yeah. Cross it in. yeah exactly <laughs> but like so obviously that is realistic that happens all the time like especially if like once you get into the game like you know like if you're playing against a verified player you could just easily do that if you're not a verified player um and that obviously is realistic but where's the fun in that uh, and like but there are still people that re really just want fifa to be a realistic simulator and that i think that's where the issue is is ea needs needs to figure out do they want to push this competitive scene and, and make it a good competitive game or do they want to appease the fans that are treating fo uh, fifa as a football simulator which is hard to do i mean it's not easy but there has got to be a balance we got to find i think uh we sh kurt said this um I don't know if it was at the start of this year or before FIFA 19. At some point, I remember Kurt saying this, we want an arcade game that is built on realistic mechanics in terms of like body positioning. We don't want to see balls phasing through people's chests and people dislocating their knees to score a volley or something. Mm -hmm. So keep it realistic in terms of the animations and the the things you can do, but make it arcadey in terms of the way the tackling works, the way the, the finishing works, the intercepting, the dribbling. And I think, please, bring back skill training. That would already help against the the defensive meta. If you could just drag back, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's a little bit stupid as well, but it would help break the defences down. Not that it uh, doesn't need a patch then, it still does, because it's still way too strong. But yeah, yeah no, it's, it's crazy to say, man. Um, in terms of a football simulator, FIFA 20 is is the better game. But in terms of enjoyability to play and mm -hmm. and watch, and actually have a, on skill a competitive gap, yeah. level, I think FIFA 19 was actually the better game in that regard. Which I think is crazy to say because FIFA 19 was shocking. Yeah, yeah, it's I think that's where a lot of people I, are saying like the FIFA 19 greater than 20, not really meaning it as a Fallout game and all that, but like. Just as an uh, enjoyment, as a fun game, I 
there was times I enjoyed playing. I haven't enjoyed sitting there and playing FIFA 20 yet. I've yet to sit there and have a full session or start to finish. I've played at least 10 games and enjoyed all of them. I, I have yet yeah. to get a, get a session of 10 games where like that even is... FIFA 18, like FIFA 18, I loved, I grinded, I was addicted <laughs> to playing it. And like it wasn't a good game, but it was at least enjoyable and fun, and 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 mm. I wanted to log in and play it. It was just more balanced. There wasn't really anything super OP defensively. I mean, AI was strong, but you could yeah. you could break it down. The the low drivens that that is exactly what we need. This sort of consistency. And that's where the arcade well, piece comes in. It's it it, yeah. it you you shouldn't player like composure or whatever shouldn't really be a stat. It's it's an arcade game. It just should be about their overall ability and like how good the player. It's not like you shouldn't miss a sitter just because they have low composure or something like that. Or it's not like real life where that can happen. It, it should just be, it should be very consistent. If you get into a scoring position, that's like a wide open scoring position. You should score from it. It's not, it's not that way. Yeah, I think the, chance in real situational, life. situational impact needs to be a bit stronger. I don't want to miss an open it just because I've got a center back there. Cause the center back could score a tap in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Just because he's got twenty finishing, he wouldn't miss the miss the target from five yards, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, obviously, the the game will always be based around stats, right? Because a Sergio Aguero just should be better than don't know Jay Rodriguez. No offense, but that's just mm-hmm. the first name that came to my mind. Um, so there has to be something where the stats impact the things you can do with the players. But from the if you play the percentages, it shouldn't matter that much who you're using and what what stats they've got. But you know, is the frustrations and and the cost that a realistic game comes at um, and a, a stat based game comes at you? You're always going to have RNG, and a realistic game is always going to end up being kind of boring because then you'd have to massively slow it down. You, it's it's just not as enjoyable as playing a game where where you get more rewarded for creativity and just doing things that maybe you wouldn't see in real life. But that is it's a video game after all. This is not real life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that I think that as if we if we were to have a question of the day, I'll talk about what stars do you want to have next week. Um, but also on top of that, uh, do do you prefer a arcadey style FIFA or do you prefer like the football simulator? Because like if you're not a pro player, maybe the football simulator is more fun too. Because it's just like it feels like you're logging. So if you do prefer that, let me know and then or let us know and on Twitter and and all that and um, those links will be down below. And of course, uh, what would you do to fix it too? Like uh, if if you enjoy one way or the other, what would you do um, to fix the game and, and or what do you want to see in the game to fix it to get some more what what you feel like you you want from the game as well. What, what do you think about there being different versions of the game, basically? There is a more realistic football simulator-based side and um, another iteration, basically, with maybe it's game mode-specific as well, where the arcade skill gap kind of based game um, It's tough, because I, 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 they can't even handle making one game. So I think it's hard to say that, but, like, I mean... I don't think you'd have both within Ultimate Team, but yeah, if you wanted to make like career mode or whatever, like very arcade, like almost like football manager, like arcade, not arcade, uh, very simulator, very much like that and all that and like that. And then, but if you went on Ultimate Team, you know, it's like competitive, like it's a competitive FIFA um, and that it was more arcade and stuff like that. Cause I think you can have different gameplay between offline and online, but yeah, I don't know if you can have I like, think- a, I don't think you'd have two versions of like online play be different. I don't think they could code, let's figure that out. I wanted to say something, but forgot what it was. Um, different versions of the game. Skill gap. Server. Servers is servers. Yes, it was servers, of course. Ha, our favorite topic, the servers. They did go down <laughs> um, for all yeah, Friday. I, 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 think, I think generally that is the biggest problem this game has. Because it doesn't matter what, what players you've got and what's OP and what isn't. When the servers shit the bed and you cannot turn or move your players, it just doesn't matter. So th- this is the first thing we need is consistency. There is every game we play should feel the same, not dependent on what time of day you get on and whether you're lucky or not. It sh- it should feel the same at all times. No delay, no heaviness, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I think that goes into like what you're saying with the trying to counterattack boring style is yeah. Is, when, when got, it's very easy to hold the yeah. ball and sit back when there's bad gameplay because you can't make these quick quick passes, quick dribbles, yeah. quick anything to get exactly, through that defense. Exactly, that just amplifies a problem. When the mm-hmm. gameplay is pinging, it is so much easier to break down. Still annoying, but yeah. so much easier. 
Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, and yeah, with that, I think that that that's a good spot to leave it at. But yeah, like I said, question of the day: um, What would you change about FIFA? Or like, do you prefer like an arcadey style game, or do you prefer like um, the real life like simulator, like kind of slow, not slow, but I, I guess it is a bit of fast and slow as well. Um, and where like you break down like slowly, if and then like your team can sit back and be effective and and, and try to scrape out a one zero win and all that stuff. Or do you prefer like the arcade? We call it skill gap um, and anything like that. And then also on top of it. Just is there any player that your club has that you want to see as a future star that hasn't gotten one yet? Uh, tons, obviously, Premier League's heavily represented, so a ton of clubs out there that could probably have future stars. Um, and who you want to see in team number two. But thank you guys for joining. Uh, links will be down in the description below to the Twitter to tweet at us and leave us there. We did just get a new logo um, for the pod as well, so it might look a little different if you haven't seen us on Twitter in a while. It looks clean. It's very clean, very nice, very uh, professional. Very excited to see it, and like I said, it's the perfect logo to bring us into next level. And we will try to get these out more as well because we're, like I said, I'm back into FIFA more. Felix has been grinding more, and then hopefully Joey can get his account back and actually play, um, or use my account because I said you could use my account whenever he wants as well to play. And if he just wants to get on the game, if he misses it, but it seems like he's having fun with uh, League of Legends. I think so. Uh, maybe good. Maybe getting hacked was the best thing for him. But yeah, thank you guys <laughs> if you did enjoy. Uh, smash the like button and subscribe on all your um, podcast platforms. Uh, and we will see you next time. I miss Joey, man. There's nobody who says see you with me. Hey, hey.